All right, welcome back. Chris Gordy Show, Sports 1280 New Orleans, as we're gearing up for yet another college football season. And we'll be going around, checking in a, a couple of our uh, – Opponents that will show up on the LSU schedule this season, and one that I know everybody's got circled on their schedule for a little payback action after how things went towards the end of last season is the uh, Texas A&M Aggies. And joining us now to preview with this season for the Ags is uh, Andrew Monaco, voice of Texas A&M Athletics. Andrew, how's it going, man? It is going just great. How are you? Well, the first thing I want to ask you, Andrew, is uh, that that game to finish last season against LSU, when the broadcast entered, how much hot tea did you need in that one? <laughs> that, was, that was the first thing that I, that I reached for. It was, uh, well, I, I didn't, you know, it, it was so compelling. I didn't realize like, that just the overtimes was over an hour and a half, but it didn't seem that long because there were so many great plays. There were so many clutch plays, and I'm removing myself as the broadcaster. If you're a fan watching that game between both LSU and A&M, there were so many clutch plays and big plays just in that overtime. Uh, that that was an absolutely tremendous performance by both schools. Yeah, I think uh, it, once it got to the fifth or sixth overtime, I mean, I'm an LSU guy, but at that point I was just going, okay, just end it. Somebody win. I don't care who wins at this point. Just end the game because it was it was just getting so ridiculous. It was like, how can this thing keep going? And that's the, that's the thing. It's like, how can it keep going? But that, that's, looking back, that's why I admire all the performances. <laughs> I mean, the Aggies couldn't stop Joe Burrow. Let's be, let's be honest. And it was going to, it was going to take something like that to finish the game, but there were so many you know, these, these these student athletes they rose to the occasion not once not twice just time and time again. Uh, I think there's I think I have more appreciation for all the all the snaps that they took, all the all the plays, all the, all the moments. That were there, that they were, they were all ready for that, and it, it, it doesn't. I know this is going to sound cliche, but it's not like there's a winner or a loser in that one. I think as college football fans, we all won after that one. <laughs> Yeah, it certainly uh, helps stoke the fire on you know the, the, the LSU A and M rivalry. It's kind of been brewing with all the off the field storylines and things like that. And you know, really on the field, LSU had been owning the the series since they since A and M had come to, into the conference. And so now, kind of stokes the fire a little bit. Now we start to have a little bit more of a of a real rivalry here. And man, it, there's been no shortage of storylines from you know the chief leaving LSU to go to A and M years ago to this off season with the athletic director leaving A&M to come to LSU. There seems to be a lot of back and forth between the two schools. Yeah, and you know what? It wasn't a rivalry. And you know what? Some people still think it still might be contrived on the A&M side because LSU had won. <laughs> you, you have to have two sides to have a rivalry, right? And I guess because of where it was in the schedule, you were thinking it's a rivalry. Look, A&M's got to earn the rivalries being so new into the SEC. Now that they had history, of playing, um, you know, whether A&M was in the Big 12 or the Southwest Conference, I think that has helped. But a game like that, obviously, obviously, like you were saying, all eyes on that. We just have to wait all season before we get to it. We're Scott Woodward going back home, if you will, to LSU, and we are thrilled because he's obviously left A&M in a, in a great situation, but he is back home. Uh, and, and I think it's a great hire. 
for LSU. I, I love the guy. He's a big reason why I am here at AM, so I'm always grateful uh, to him, but I could not be happier because, uh, you know, he is back there. I think he's a, a fantastic steward, if you will, uh, a terrific director of athletics, um, a real good person. Um, and LSU has a, a real good one. And he leaves on such good terms. Um, like I said, he, he did such a great job here that um, we, we kind of wish him the best. And, and we're always kind of glad because we'll get to see him uh, a number of times, whether it's football or basketball or, or, or baseball. It'll be nice to be able to catch up catch up with him. But, I, but a game like that does, I think it starts a rivalry. And I think that will be great for, for both schools. Like, Aggie fans have to understand that LSU has its own rivalries throughout the SEC. We just add one more to them, but I think it's really great for, for Aggie fans talking with uh, Andrew Monaco, voice of uh, Texas A&M Athletics. Uh, Andrew, uh, a full year on the job now after taking over for uh, Dave South, who had done it for so many years. What was the first year like in calling all the sports? Because you had spent, what, many years uh, in the NBA. What was the adjustment like adjusting to all the different college sports? It was uh, fewer games, I realized. I, I, I look at schools like A&M, and I'm going to add an LSU, and, and, and I truly mean this. There are few programs like those in college, in, in college sports. Um, it comes with being the brand. I think it comes also with the loyalty of your, of your audience. Um, I, I, I love my football crew. I love my baseball. I mean, my basketball crew. I love doing a little bit of baseball and hope to do more in the future. Um, I, I really appreciate how welcome not only I have been, but really even my entire family. My, my son is an Aggie who graduated uh, this past December. Um, there has been an embrace. I, Jimbo Fisher said this, because we would talk about this on his coach's show. Um, he calls Aggie fans genuine, and I, and I really do love that word. And it was, it was a big reason. But there's, one reason is, look, this job opened after 33 years, so, <laughs> and, and Dave is an icon. So when a job only opens uh, that rarely, you know it's a special job. I hope uh, it doesn't open again for another 33 years because I would love to stay here that long. But the, between the people, folks I work with, it, it's been a tremendous move, and I, I am absolutely thrilled to be here. The first year was awesome. Well, let's uh, let's get into looking ahead as we are uh, a week away from this thing getting started off. And you know, on paper, when you look at it and go, "All right, well, the Aggies, you get five of the first or, or four of your first six at home. One's on a neutral field against Arkansas." But then you look at the opponents, and of course, there's a road trip uh, to number one Clemson in week two. There's Auburn at home. There's Alabama at home. So it, it is an unforgiving schedule when you just look at it on paper so far. It really is, and Jimbo Fisher would joke during the summer at his coaches' nights throughout the state that, you know, all we do is play one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> and he would joke with Scott Woodward, like, thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> it's funny, everybody wants to focus on the on four opponents, and I, and I see why. I get it. Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, LSU being the final two games. Um, and, and I guess during the SEC media days, uh, Jimbo and Kellen Mond and and Justin Matabike were asked, you know, do you want to be spoilers? And they're like, no, not at all. We, we're, we, our expectations are it's not going to be a spoiler. We just don't want to play well. We look at those as opportunities uh, to win. It's daunting, don't get me wrong, but 
Chris, what you brought up is you take those two out and the Aggies still have to play Auburn, both Mississippi schools. <laughs> they still have South Carolina as their crossover. That's just the nature of the entire SEC and more specifically the entire SEC West. The challenges are there, absolutely. But Jimbo relishes this kind of stuff. He came here to win a national championship. He said, you have a schedule like this. This is this is how you do it. These are the skins on the wall, if you want to use that phrase for that. So uh, it, it is a challenge. Uh, Clemson uh, in week two, uh, an awful lot of eyes will be on that one. It, 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 the difference this year is it's Auburn in week four instead of Alabama. Uh, and Alabama is at home. Chris, you know, it doesn't matter where you're playing that team. <laughs> you know, you know you, you've got to be playing their best. Uh, and and I'm interested to see if last year was the foundation year uh, and the Aggies were so successful, how, how do they play in year two with, with both an offensive and a defensive system under their belt? I, I think that's what we all want to see. Talking with Andrew Monaco, voice of the Aggies. Last thing for you, Andrew, the timing kind of works out good. I mean, you come in, Jimbo Fisher coming into A&M. What have you seen? I mean, everything we've heard is that he's really starting to build something there. There's been a complete turnaround from practices to, obviously, he's putting together some elite recruiting classes, and he's really hit the ground running despite the schedule being absolutely brutal his first couple years in. But are you starting to see that foundation being built there of something long-term that could be special there at A&M? Yes, Chris, and and in all honesty, I think it comes down to culture. Uh, He's building a culture here. I've always said, and, and being the outsider and looking in, there's always been a winning culture. Jimbo wants to build a championship culture. And it, it was what he was able to do at, at, at Florida State. Uh, the foundation, I give a ton of credit to uh, the seniors who, and, and even the juniors from last year, they were recruited by Kevin Sumlin, but they bought in to what Jimbo wanted to do. Um, and and they passed along that knowledge. They're, they're, what Travion Williams did, he's going to leave for Jay Sean Corbin. What Donovan Wilson, now with the Cowboys, did, He's leaving for the Leon O'Neill Juniors of the world. I love to be able to see that. And as Jimbo said, all the freshmen, that recruiting class that comes in, this is how they're going to be taught. This is how they're going to learn. It's going to be this way. Jimbo's very detail-oriented, very habit-oriented. That's you revert to your habits um, when it comes to those big moments in games. He always talks about the inches and the, and, and the crumbs. And I think they understood that. As that season went along last year, they understood that in a win over Ole Miss, Jimbo thought was the, was the, really the turning point. And LSU, and then against NC State. I think they understood it. Now it's how they practice every single day. So I think that foundation is there, and I think the culture will just get stronger. Andrew Monaco, voice of the Aggies. Uh, will this be your first trip to Baton Rouge at the end of the year? It will, and I look forward to it. Um, so I will be in touch with you of where I need to eat because that becomes that becomes part of every road trip. I have to let you know that. Honestly, I can't wait for it. You know I'm hoping for a night game in that atmosphere. I can't wait. Andrew Monaco, voice of the Aggies. Thanks so much for the time. I really appreciate it. And uh, We'll have to do it again when we get closer to November 30th. I look forward to it. Have a great season. Awesome. Thanks, man. Andrew Monaco there of uh, Texas A&M, voice of the uh, Fight in Texas Aggies. You can follow him on Twitter at Andrew Monaco underscore SR. That's, um, like, that's no enviable 
task to come in. I mean, Dave South was basically the Jim Hawthorne of AM. Like he had called games for 30 plus years and you know, he finally decided to hang it up. And it's hard to follow in the footsteps of somebody that everybody loves. But you just got to be you and, and do your thing. And uh, Andrew is doing an awesome job of that. And, you know, just like Chris Blair, who we had on the show earlier this week, voice of the Tigers following in, in Jim Hawthorne's footsteps, it's always an adjustment period. But I uh, can't thank him enough. Really nice guy. Really appreciate him uh, coming on with us there. But uh, here's hoping the Tigers get a little revenge on the Aggies this year. It's the Chris Gordy Show, Sports 1280, rolling on here. We'll be back right after this. Stay with us.